KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Emergency child care funding passed early into the pandemic. It helped keep child care facilities afloat, but that funding set to expire September 30th, and as a result, child care providers are scrambling. According to the Century Foundation, nearly 3,000 Pennsylvania child care programs are expected to close, meaning over 150,000 children will lose child care. Regardless of what happens by September 30th, there's a need to keep the pressure on and to keep the conversation happening because even if the money goes away, the problems won't. Why is this funding essential? How will ending it affect parents? And what could this mean for the future of child care funding? I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In Depth, we talk to Krista Scott, Senior Program Officer at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, about the need for child care funding and what ending this funding means for parents and child care providers nationwide. So to start, so people kind of understand this funding that is set to go away at the end of September, what is kind of its origin? Where did it come from? How much are we talking? So in the pandemic, we experienced that childcare crisis. I think everyone, if they didn't experience it, a breakdown in childcare and COVID, they knew someone who did. Um, and that crisis about the availability and accessibility of childcare had been building for a really long time. I've been in this sector for a while, and we had been talking about the fact that wages for providers were not keeping pace. Providers were struggling to stay in business. And then what happened is during the pandemic, everyone felt what some people had been feeling for a really long time. And frankly, the people who had been feeling it for generations were people who it was determined by race and income. At the same time, the providers themselves, often women of color, uh, hadn't been receiving those livable wages. And like I said, were dropping out of the care system. And so what we saw was this perfect storm where everyone experienced this tension in the system at the same time. And lo and behold, Congress acted. They provided $40 billion, a much needed stabilization of the sector to make sure that those providers could actually receive living wages, some for the first time in their career. And so that parents and parents and families could have consistent, high quality, affordable care. So that $40 billion went in to do things like stabilize wages, help improve health and safety facilities. Um, and it kept kids in consistent care. And that's about to go away. That $40 billion about to be gone, meaning provider wages are going to go back to the old normal which were insufficient. We're going to see providers leave the workforce. We're going to see parents and families lose access to stable, consistent, high-quality care. And families are going to have to scramble. You hear so many conversations over the last several years about inconsistency in the economy and, you know, why isn't this coming back? This looks good, but this doesn't. And it seems like the, the giant elephant in the room is the fact that there is a large segment of the population that maybe wants to work but can't because they can't find consistent child care. And yet you rarely – I did hear it at the height of the pandemic because, like you said, it actually affected everybody. So now all of a sudden it's a problem when it affects, you know, uh, middle class to upper middle class white people. But – how have we missed this over the years, the, the, the critical importance of, of child care, even if you want to look through it just a cynical economic you know, lens, that this could get another piston of the 
economic engine running if people could go to work and know that their kids are going to be taken care of? I mean, I think it really goes back to who's provided care in this country and um, and us not really thinking that it's valuable work, unfortunately. Even though we all see and understand that care is an essential component of daily life, historically who we've asked to do care are people that we don't think should be paid or paid paid well. Um, it's been women and people of color. And I think even though we understand cognitively like that that's not how it works, we still have this thing like, oh, care should be easy, care should be natural, and care doesn't need money, investment, resources in order to happen. People, it should just be taken care of. So we don't need to collectively invest in it. Unfortunately, that's not true. If care is going to be a job and it is a very labor intensive and um, facilities intensive job, we have to put money into it. And it's going to take all of us to do it at the scale we need to have an economy like ours run. So we just haven't caught up to the fact that we've been building the backs of we've been building our economy on the backs of care labor and it's no longer sustainable. It just isn't. If we want to have the workforce that we have, we're going to have to put in collectively around to support the care that needs to happen for children and families to get us all at work. How much of the problem also is that the vast majority of people in power slash decision makers are men who for generations have just kind of taken for granted that this will be taken care of and have no concept of what goes into it and, and the importance of it. Am I overstating that? I don't know if you're overstating it, but I will say is I think that that's an, that's an idea of, of what men's roles should be. And what I'm really encouraged by is the, is the dad's caucus. More men in Congress are seeing and understanding their role as caregivers and are understanding the importance of care, which is phenomenal. And I think something we can build off of. So this is set to expire September 30th. As we're recording this on September 14th, is there any hope that there's going to be an extension or are we pretty much looking down that the decision's been made that this isn't going to be extended and now we've got to get back to work and figure out how to try to fix it in other ways? Great question. I mean, I think the first thing is there was a bill that came out yesterday looking to provide around $16 billion back to the care system. And I think that's a great down payment. And, you know, I can't speak for what Congress will or won't do, but I think regardless of what happens by September 30th, there's a need to keep the pressure on and to keep the conversation happening because even if the money goes away, the problems won't. So we need to continue to stay organized and stay vigilant and having conversations about the issue and build not just based on crisis, but also really put down payment in our labor and our conversations about the ongoing conversation of care. Care is not a one and done investment. We have to invest in it consistently and over time. And it's going to take all of us to talk about it, think about it, and hold our electeds accountable for making sure that it shows up in every budget cycle. I would imagine one of the ripple effects of is if, if this money goes away and let's assume worst case, there is no nothing is put forth or passes to to replace it is we are in a time of where i don't know if this is still the case but for a long time it was basically there were two job openings for every person looking for a job like we've been in a worker shortage and this is just going to be exacerbated even more 
in this case, because I would imagine people are going to have to drop out of the, the workforce to care for their children now. That's absolutely right. And I think the two things are true. People want to work. They want to contribute. And also people want to make sure that they have care for their children and that they can give care to their children when they want to. And in this situation, I don't think we're really poised for either to be the case. This is the latest in a long line of things that we seemed to, if we didn't get right, at least get on the right track during the pandemic, child tax credit, stuff like that. And now we have systematically kind of let them expire or taken them away. Just how kind of frustrating is it to be somebody who works in this space, knows the importance, and kind of see these things that started to be done correctly, and now they are pulled back because either people have lost interest or their attention's been pulled elsewhere? It's frustrating in many ways, but also I'm perhaps wildly optimistic. Because you know what? We proved that we can do it. We proved that it can be done. So now all we have to do are change the condition so that it can keep happening. And that's what I look forward to. That's what keeps me in the work. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.